Welcome to Grace on the Go. This podcast is designed so that you can take grace with you anywhere you go. This week, we are taking a moment each day to talk about the days of Holy Week. I am Christina Parker, the Director of Connecting Ministries at Grace Lutheran Church. I will be sitting down with our senior pastor, Jonathan Dinger, to see where his head is at when he reflects on the last week of Jesus' ministry on earth. The confusing piece of the Easter accounts is the order of events. Uh, how do you read the Gospels on Easter? Yeah, Easter's awesome. If you can't get excited about Easter, and it's always in tremendous contrast to Good Friday. The darkness and the fear and the anxiety and the hopelessness of Good Friday is in stark contrast to, to Jesus victorious. Um, talk about the greatest comebacks in history where all hope is lost. There was no chance. You already turned off the TV and went to bed. Um, this is one where Jesus, Jesus bursts the gates of hell. And so, but yeah, there are four different accounts of this. All the Gospels record it. Um, it's always interesting to me. People take issue with it because things don't match up perfectly. The irony is, is what if you had four eyewitnesses of the resurrection and you were interviewing them and they each said exactly the same thing? Well, a, a police detective would tell you, well, clearly they just got together and, and colluded and got their story to get together. So it actually lends a tremendous amount of truthfulness, veracity, that the stories are somewhat different. Just as if any four of us had seen something or heard it, we would report it with the facts and the things we had seen and the things we had heard from eyewitnesses. So when you put all four of them together, it's pretty simple. Jesus is in the tomb. There's a Roman guard on the tomb. The Sabbath is in place. The, men, the women head out as soon as the Sabbath is over on, on uh, dawn on Sunday morning to honor the body. There's a group of women. Uh, it includes Mary Magdalene. Um, the disciples are terrified and they don't go with them initially. When they get there, they discover that the stone is rolled away, the guards are nowhere to be seen, and there is one or more messengers there to say, why are you here? I thought he told you he was going to rise from the dead. And so they are bewildered, dumbstruck, because they too. I mean, we laugh about this thinking, well, no one can rise from the dead. They think the same thing. They're as human as the rest of us but they're confronted with an empty tomb and no guards and a messenger who says he's risen from the dead. So they're confronted with that reality. Several of the women go back. They tell Peter and John. Mary Magdalene seems to linger. Um, and while she's there, she's weeping because the body is gone. They don't know how to honor him. They're bewildered. Um, Jesus himself comes and speaks to her, um, calling her by name. And then he tells Mary to go tell them, tell the disciples, and he'll meet them in Galilee. And so Peter and John come to the tomb. Then also they see that it's empty. And then they do, in fact, go to Galilee where they meet Jesus. That's the Easter account. And so um, it's very consistent. When you put all the pieces together, those are the pieces that it, that it makes. And so for, for whatever reason... These people are just as dumbfounded and bewildered too, but they're confronted with an empty tomb and no guards and messengers that tell them that he's risen from the dead. And then when they actually see Jesus resurrected, they are willing to not only declare him and proclaim him, but they actually give their lives. Never, not a one of them, 
recants ever having seen or witnessed the resurrected Jesus. What did Jesus rising accomplish? If Jesus doesn't rise from the dead, he accomplished nothing. Then truly the cross is a tragedy. Uh, but it's only half the story. The, the story of Jesus is always both sides of the same thing. There's a cross on one side and there's an empty tomb on the other. And so if it's just a cross, then we are the most pitiful people there are. For then we have the most tragic, ineffective Savior ever. One who was unable to keep his promise. But because there is an empty tomb and a risen Savior, then we know that what he accomplished on the cross is true and sure. And that he is able, because of his victory and his authority, to grant his gift of grace and forgiveness to everyone who believes. So Jesus is just asking us to believe. Do you believe? You know, when he sees Mary and Martha at Lazarus's tomb, it's so great because when he sees them, Martha says, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. I know you have power over death. Jesus says he'll rise again. She says, I know he'll rise again at the last day. Jesus says, I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And Martha says beautifully, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ come into the world. And that's what Jesus' resurrection confronts us with. Do you believe this? And so with Mary and Martha, we're hoping to say the same thing with joy and confidence for the gifts of Christ.